to Pop Whiz Bang, a comic conversation with Meggie Ram and Patrick Lay. I'm Patrick Lay. My pronouns are he and him. Mm, I'm forgetting my name apparently this episode. No, I haven't. I'm Meggie Ram and my pronouns are she, her, or they, them. And this is not the podcast about the most recent releases. releases I like releases. Can we have releases? Yes, I'm nailing this intro. That's already. the German Go pastry version me. of books that come out. It's releases. <laughs> All right, there's no uh, Marvel releases or <laughs> updates. Oh my god, this intro is a train wreck. Anyway, we're going to be talking about comics today. Specifically, we're going to be talking about Patrick's triumphant return from Cake, the Chicago Alternative Comics Expo. They spell comics with a K. That's weird. It was sort of, it's a, it's a love, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> try and defend it, Patrick. He just turned into a monkey. You didn't see it, but I did. <laughs> um, before we get into that, um, because this is obviously going to be a great episode because I can't do words uh, like I ever can. Uh, Patrick, how's it going? Um, yeah, it's going okay. Um um, this is going to come out in a few weeks and I think probably, um, I'm going to be giving my day job a, a little bye-bye and look for a different gig. I have some parameters around which to have a day job. And I've had this one for a very long time. And the parameters are like, it's got to serve a purpose, right? So like, I can't just have one to have one. Um, if I'm paying my bills with my freelance stuff, then why have a day job? And also it's got to like, not stress me out and leave me the emotional space and the physical time to do my stuff. And that's where this one's starting to fall down on me and has been for a while. So it's not a decision I take lightly by any stretch, but like, that's a weird thing. And it's usually, it's a very long time coming and I'm not really sure like what was the thing that broke the camel's back because I'm just not like a, I'm a very slow decision maker, but I'm usually pretty decisive once I decide that that's what I'm going to do. So that's what I'm going to do. So it's a weird emotional spot, I guess. It was really quiet for my end because I was trying to find a YouTube clip of applause. And then I started to unlock my phone and then I opened YouTube and then YouTube was like, do you want to subscribe to YouTube Red? And I was like, already, I feel like this is a bad decision. So then I had to get out of that. So that's my applause noise. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> pat, 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 trick, 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 lay, 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 lay. <laughs> that was creepy. Um, yeah, how so that's am I my doing? Is the real question, though. Yeah. Um, I just finished Pencils for an anthology, which I'm really excited about because I just want to get that over with. And I did all of my pencils on Procreate on the iPad, and I am supremely frustrated because I didn't get an iPad before this because they're fucking expensive. But I was able to get one on discount from one of the old CCA professors and it's made everything so much easier and I'm really fucking pissed because I thought and I mean it's like penciling is so much easier because you don't have to worry about adding so much uh like line onto the paper if you're going to use it to 
ink on afterwards because you can just delete that fucking layer on the goddamn... I'm going to swear a lot in this episode. I apologize in advance. You can just delete that layer from the goddamn file and then you can't see it. So all of my lines just look cleaner and my poses are better and my sperm count is higher and it's just really frustrating and my cat's coming up. So It's um, those bicycle shorts. Um... (laughs) They're just helping with everything. Just the circulation down there is just <laughs> great. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm super, super jelly, and I'm looking forward to seeing like the next, like your next art piece. Um, and I'm really, really curious what your gifts and stuff are going to look like now. Um, My what? Your animated gifts and stuff, because yeah, you've I, always done gifts, but um, I haven't. Oh my god! Sorry, I've got a cat problem. Well, get off of me. You're attached to me. Fine. You can have this sweater. You live in there now. Um, Tallulah got caught in my sweater and her nail is stuck in there. And uh, yeah, there was a whole thing. But yeah, I do want to do GIFs. I just don't know how to do it on Procreate just yet. But that'll be that'll be the next step after I figure out how to do everything else. <laughs> I don't like coloring on it because I, li- I still like coloring with watercolor. But I'm going to try and figure out a way to do inking on the thing and then watercolor in person it'll be curious nailing um, it nailing it yeah i'm doing great uh i'll be curious if you end up like um because i can definitely see being able to just print out like a blue line of your inks and watercoloring on top of that because i print onto yeah. watercolor paper um but i, I can also wait see... i don't know if my printer can do that we have the same printer don't we we do. What kind of watercolor paper are you using? Putting Hang the on, fluid everybody. through it. We gotta, we gotta figure, we gotta figure this out real quick. And the uh, ink doesn't, um, the ink from your printer doesn't leak with um, your inks. I mean, so I, I bring Bleed. the opacity way, way down. Um, so. And do you do it in blue pencil or do you do it in gray? Gray. Uh, I bring the opacity way, way down. I do it in gray. Okay. So there is a little bit of bleeding. So I mean, there is some. Yeah. And if you decide that you don't like it, then I guess don't don't do it. But the hot press actually will feed through the uh, thing. And the mm-hmm. cold press, you have to use the manual feed through the back. Okay. I might do that then. Um, I would try it. all on one piece of paper would be great. On a very on a small. Little... On a wee baby. On a wee baby. Because if you don't like the way that the... Because the, the, the printer ink does spread. And I guess that's the thing I didn't really think about because mine are black and white. So yeah, it doesn't really this, matter. The one that I'm the one that I'm doing right now isn't black and white, so it wouldn't be too much of a problem. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still trying to figure out uh, how coloring is gonna work. But the inking inking on this is the fucking best, and I love it, and it's fantastic. And I am so worried to own something so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I have a nice thing, I'm just like, it's only a matter of time until I ruin you. I'm so sorry. I shall ruin you. You shall be my sacrifice to the gods of destruction and mayhem. <laughs> Where's Tilakoy when you need him? Um, right. Okay. So, Patrick, you were at Cake. I cake was. Is a, cake, I would say, it, at least in my mind, and I don't know if it's in every cartoonist's mind, but like Cake and SPX are kind of like the indie comic show to get into. Like, if you get into those shows, you are a golden, golden, golden boy. 
like Patrick is currently. Um, and they're just like really, really good fucking shows. Um, and it's in Chicago, which is great because you know that you're going to have a lot of foot traffic because there's a shit ton of people in Chicago. Um, so Patrick, how the sh- how was the show run? Tell us about uh, some pros and some cons. Yeah, so um, I don't really have a lot of cons. Um, this is kind of an interesting show for me because... Um, no uh, con-cons? Yeah, n- not off the top of my head. Let me think about it a little bit. We'll come up with some. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was an interesting show uh, because I've known um, one of the organizers, John Drawdower, who does the bulk of the organizing um, for several years. And did not know that that he did this. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was involved, but I didn't know like he was like one of the main guys. Um, and John's like super, super nice. And I've always really enjoyed his company at, at, at conventions. Um, and so I have heard a little bit about how the show gets organized and what happens there. Um, but it was it was shockingly easy. There were a couple errors in sort of the pre-show email stuff, but nothing outrageous. Um the kind of stuff that happens at every show where it's like, oh, it's actually this time, not that time. Um, and uh, the location was very good. It was right on Halstead. Uh, the space was really good. I was in the... the like, Is Halstead a good street? Is it better than the other streets? It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot better than the other streets. Uh, no, it's just, um, it's right by Wrigleyville. It's what all the other streets like, want to be. Yeah, <laughs> it's right by uh, Wrigleyville where the Cubs play. And it's like in the middle of Boys Town where uh, the gay district. Oh, I know Boys Town. My friend used to live in Boys Town. Yeah, so uh, they will probably know the street. Oh, I have a... Oh, dang, I have a story about Boys Town, but I definitely can't put it on this podcast. So (laughs) keep going. (laughs) So um, uh, I was in... um, Like, you know how sometimes indie shows have like a main room and a side room? I was in the side room, but the side room is actually right where all of the stairs and the elevators let go. So when you walk out of the elevator, you're in that side room, like first thing. And when you leave, you have to go through it on your way out. It's actually further to go to the main room. room. So, yeah, I mean, we got plenty of foot traffic. It wasn't like we were at the opposite end of all the big people. Um, It it really worked out well. I mean, the only thing I guess I could say was a complaint was that the temperature was kind of hard to regulate. Like it would be really, really warm in the morning. And then I guess it got really, really cold in the afternoon, especially in the main room. That happened at Ape. They were like, it got like really hot. And then they're like, we might as we just got to crank the AC. And I was like, for the love of God, pick a lane. (laughs) Like, I need to know (laughs) what to wear here. A parka or a tank top, you're ruining everything. Um, another cool thing about the show uh, was that they had uh, free water and snacks for any of the Ooh, exhibitors. So you could just go nice. nab a bottle of water or get some granola bars kind of all day long. They had cake, cake. So there was like a sheet cake. <laughs> so I got cake, cake. That was fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, not a lot of cons for me. My stuff went really, really well. It, it was relatively well organized. My relatively, I mean, very. Um, they didn't have like zillions of volunteers. So it wasn't like someone could watch your table for you. But that's not something I expect at an indie show anyways. That's always. That's always I like a like perk. If, it's like, oh, if you have that, that's nice. Yeah, I feel like if I'm if I were I were a famous cartoonist who you know one of the guest cartoonists who is there who is like they had like a spotlight panel on or something i would expect a volunteer to potentially watch my table but other than that i really don't 
like, and I've had some of the smaller conventions where volunteers come by and they're like, hey, do you want me to sit at your table? Um, which is really nice because as Patrick knows, I never want to be behind a table. I want to be moving or kicking or punching something. Um, but I feel like it's not something that I really, it, it's not something that I use to grade how much I like a yeah. convention is how if a volunteer asks if they want to look at my table. Like if I was Mariko Tamaki, yes, I need to have a volunteer who will stay at my table and also keep people away from me. But other than that, like. Yeah, if I'm if I'm going to like five panels today and I have, you know, $10,000 worth of merchandise sitting on my table that people can just steal. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, no, I'd like somebody there, please. Um, but, you know, I, I don't. I don't have those things. So not having it wasn't a loss for me at all. Um, all right. Was there anything about this show that made it unique from other shows? Did they have a mascot? You did say that there is cake cake. There was definitely which... cake cake, which was dope. Um, there were some things that I thought were really, really smart and useful. Um, for example, um, they had a table for the volunteers to exhibit their work. So if you were a volunteer oh, organizer, really nice. there was somebody who was running a table selling your work, which was dope. Like, that's a that's... great idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised I've never seen that before. Or if I had seen it, it's never been really advertised to me before. I don't know. That's probably something that they sent to the volunteer emails and not necessarily to the everybody else emails. But um, I know that SF Zine Fest, they have a table where you can put one or two of your books that is run by the volunteers who then sell things. So I assume that if you're a volunteer there, you could also sell your stuff at the table. And I think that Lauren has. Um, who, by the way, we've been mentioning in like so many of these podcast episodes. Lauren's our, our comics um, guru. She's uh... Lauren is like pretty much rescued me when I first came to the East Bay and knew absolutely nobody. So Lauren, thank you for uh, taking pity on somebody who moved <laughs> from the Midwest and thought they knew. Uh, I don't know something. <laughs> Uh, another thing I really liked that I thought was, uh, I've heard of this before, but this was the first time I'd ever seen it in real life. In the program, there was a section where you could log down your purchases and you just had whoever you bought it from initial it, and then you could turn it in and win a prize. And basically- Wait, it, say, that, say that again? So if you bought like, from if you bought like three books from my table and you spent 15 bucks- I'd write $15 uh -huh. and I'd put my name down and then you did it to the next table and then you did it in the next table, uh, logging all your purchases. And then depending on how much you spent, you could go get a prize. So ah, that's like kind of like my bingo card, except yeah. with way better prizes. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a punch card for the indie show that encourages you to spend um, and then that rewards you awesome. for doing it. I've heard of that. I think Mice uh, does that as well. Um, but this is the first time I've ever seen it, and um, not everybody who bought stuff from me did it, but I did do it for several people, and that's a great, another great fucking idea, because if you have sponsors, then you ask for some donations, and then you make those part of your giveaways or something, you know? I mean, um, yeah, it was just, it's really, yeah. really cool, and very, very pro-tabler, um, pro-seller. Um, so the, nice. the two things that like generally stick out to me as things that would make a show good, do they treat their volunteers well and do they treat their uh, tablers well? Uh, both of those have been clicked off for me. I mean, I think they did a really good job. 
So how was the crowd at the show? I, I want to say that it's busy because it's Chicago. It was really good. Um, Saturday for me was better. Um, I did a lot of sales on Saturday. I hit my single day stretch goal um, where if I had done the same exact sales the next day, then I would have had one of my best shows because I never hit my stretch goal. Yeah. So I think yep. the crowd was really good. Um and they did seem to be buying a, a really diverse a cross section of things based on what I saw in people's hands. Uh, I saw like people who had prints and books and pins and you know keychains and like um, there weren't there wasn't a lot of merch at this show even from the small people, um, but it was definitely a pretty diverse group, um, and uh, they were pretty motivated buyers. I mean, you, you know, for a free show, sometimes you get a lot of looky loos. You don't know what they're in for. But it was also, it wasn't in a library. It wasn't in a place with an extra function, so to speak. Um, yeah. So it was people who came there intentionally. Um, so yeah, that was really, really dope. The crowd was good. And I, my sales were, were were pretty decent. That's good. Um, also, I feel like, and I don't know if this is just us. Because I, I have other, I've talked to other people who have really good shows on Sundays. But I always feel like Sunday is like my worst day. Like if I could keep my sales the same as I have them on Saturday, I would be like the happiest of campers. But I don't know. And I, I was talking with somebody at um, Denver. Um, no, not Denver. Vancouver. God, we've been a bunch of places. You've been so many places. Like <laughs> we you both, need to we've just both stay been home a lot of places. I have yeah, one more. Um, but uh, I was talking to somebody at Vancouver and they were like, yeah, the Saturday crowd is there to spend money. The Sunday crowd is usually just browsing. I don't know, because a bunch of people go on Saturday who really like comics or are big fans of the artists because they don't they want to get all that stuff before it gets sold out. Yeah. So the Sunday people are are more just like. Oh, hey, do you want to go to a zine fest? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't in the main room, so I can't say what that looked like. But in the space I was in, it was a lot more friends coming to visit and support, which means it was very targeted buying, right? So, like, people were walking yeah. directly to the table that they knew they were going to go to, buying something from that table, and then looking around versus shoppers who weren't sure what they wanted and were willing to f discover something new. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like a totally different thing. And that's what I felt like the Sunday crowd was a little bit more. Um, not bad, but you know, I didn't do well cause I don't have a lot of Chicago friends. Um, speaking of that, how did you personally do at this show? Yeah. So like I said, my first day I hit my single day stretch goal, which is really, really cool. Um, as one of my best single days ever. Um, but the next day yeah. I did absolute dog shit. So if you combine the two days together, then I did exactly what I, my average is and what I expected to do. Um, maybe a little bit more, but, um, right in the wheelhouse of what I was hoping and expecting. Um, so that's a mixed bag because the first day I was really thinking like I was going to knock this sucker out of the park and, and get my like best weekend of all time. Um, but you know, didn't get that. On the flip side, I feel that on every Saturday. <laughs> I'm like, this will be my moment. This, this is, is my time. This is it. And then Sunday's like, <laughs> mediocre. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing I did kind of realize, and I think I might have even told you this earlier today, is um, I've, I've been a little bit disappointed with my sales at the, some of the shows I've been to because they've been bigger shows um, this year. But um, 
three out of my last four, four print runs and all of my tables have come directly from money I've made selling comics or doing um, freelance that design. That is awesome. So, you know, I'm spending my own money on my hotel and food, but mm-hmm. I'm not spending my own money on the actual products. Like they're making themselves. And that's awesome. That's pretty dope, you know? And if I could find a way to basically double my table take, then I'll be able to cover all, then I'll, they'll be like true break-even events and I'll be meeting people and networking and selling and meeting new fans and breaking even for true. Um, so I don't know, we'll find a way. That actually ties into my next question, which is what you learned from the experience. So that's really good. Yeah, that was one of the things. Um, I think another thing um, that is probably pretty subjective personally for me, but it's that people really like I have four issues of my multi-series, right? And I mm-hmm. sold out of issue two. Um, Whoa, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I sold out of two books. It blew my mind. I've never sold out of a book before. But like I said, I day sold one out of was my awesome. first book at Vancouver, yeah. which was really great, <laughs> which makes me feel good. And then I, of course, didn't do because one thing that I always want to do is because you see this happen at other shows. People will post a picture and they'll be like, well, it's all sold out. And I wanted to do that so I could brag about it. And I didn't. I totally forgot to because I even had I yeah, got my so little mascots out, my little crocheted mascots. Oh, I love your little. And I, I set little them on my empty mascots. stand with a sign that said issue two is sold out. Um, that was so cute. Uh, but what I found was, and this is probably part of the reason that Sunday was a worse sales day. Um, cause I've noticed this at other shows, but this really solidified it for me that people want to buy all four. They don't like, they'll either buy just one or they'll buy all four. They're not going to jump yeah. in on issue four. They're not going to jump in on issue three, even though issue three and four are, um, like a pair, like you could just start with three and, and be fine. Like you're not missing that much. Um, is story wise, uh, but people don't want to do that. They either want to buy all of them or they want to buy just issue one. So um, I think that really contributed to my sales. And probably once they're collected into a single volume, I would expect that to sell better than any one single issue did, which is weird because yeah. it'll be more expensive. But people like having complete stories. Um, and that was the other thing. Um, that was another thing about. Uh, like any any show that I think we need to um, keep in mind is that books, if you can make a book that is very popular and you can sell a bunch of those books, like Tin said that he he could move about 50 copies of his books, which is so He, he knew he was going to sell 50 awesome at every and show. And it's like, man, I don't yeah. know how many I'm going like, to sell, but know. I don't think I sell 50 at every show. Yeah, I can maybe give you some estimates about and that's the other thing is I thought that usually my anxiety books like sell out at whatever show that I go to. And then I went to Vancouver and apparently Canada is just that awesome. And you guys just don't have any anxiety. Just apparently you're just like fine. <laughs> the poutine. It's the poutine and the maple syrup. Yeah. That combination. It just slows. It like goes into your bloodstream and then the maple syrup just like slows everything down. So your blood pressure. Well, they have a maple syrup high. reserve. And so there's no anxiety about running out of maple syrup. So they're just like, oh, why? Why be upset? Yeah. I mean, Damn. sorry. One more thing. I really wish we could have another one of those uh Grilled cheeses from oh yeah with the maple syrup maple on it. Syrup on uh, Damn, I didn't get so any. Good. I didn't get any really amazing food. I mean, I I went to college just outside of Chicago, 
Well, not just mm-hmm. outside. I went to college outside of Chicago and I lived in the suburbs for a while. So like I went to Lou Molnati's, which is my favorite like chain Chicago deep dish pizza, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then we ate a couple other places. Uh, but none of those really lights out meals that you'd like to have. Then again, you know, hotels and driving the, in Chicago, it's just expensive. Did, so. the, did the Gretsch come with you? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Gretchen came oh, with me nice. and so did a, um, one of her friends. So during the show, they came with me the first day of the show, helped me set up and then they just kind of um, scoped that area around. Um, and then uh, they spent the rest of the day in the city the next two days, so, um, which was oh, awesome because awesome. it was a little bit like Gretchen's um, idea of hell would be like being trapped behind a table, having to talk to strangers all day. Um, like she's Gretchen very, and I are the same. Yeah, person. yeah. She's like a super, super friendly <laughs> introvert, but like she'd be, she'd be a absolute corpse by the end of the day, just totally emotionally drained. So she just like got that chance to come see what it was going, what was going on, and see what other people's tables looked like. Um, so like that's really good because that you know when you don't when your significant other isn't into comics. Um, I don't know how other people feel about it or deal with it, but like for me, there's a little bit of an anxiety that she doesn't understand how like <laughs> how non-lucrative this is. <laughs> and being able to like kind of see what other people are doing, I think helps like just contextualize everything where you're like, oh, OK, like these people have pieces of paper, you know, and like these people are yeah. really polished. And like so there's just it's, the, the spectrum is very, very wide of what you're what you can do when you're making comics. So. What will you do differently for the next show? You know, I think I really, really liked my table layout this time around. It was nice. It was a variation on what I did for um, Alaska, which is a variation of what we did at the end of Denver. So I'm like marching my way towards something I feel like is really um, effective. Uh, I think the biggest thing I'm going to do is I have a new book coming out. Uh, it's a picture book. I've been working on it for like two years. And I just sent it to the printer today. That you today. have. That you have. Yeah. I just sent it to the printer today. So it's going to be. I know a lot about this uh, book. Fun fact. Uh, <laughs> it'll be in my hands uh, very shortly. And uh, it's going to be my my showpiece, right? It's going to be my centerpiece of my table. So I'm going to actually put it in the very center of my table, uh, lift it up so that you can see it, but with copies down on the table so people can touch them. Um, nice. I did that a little bit where I put my uh, vertical element in the center of my table this time around because it's not taller mm-hmm. than me. And um, I sold a shitload of my uh, postcards. Like I have these Anna Green Gables oh. postcards and they don't sell. Nobody ever buys them. But I put them, yeah, but you put them on top of the thing in the center of my table and I sold a bunch of them. I sold like I 12, 15 of those things. I think that's like my problem is that I'm like, look. It's so great if I put this thing off to the side and I can hide my things behind my big tall display and then I'll put this other thing. And then whenever we table, I think or whenever I table next to somebody, I'm like, oh, and it's nice because it creates this mirror because we've got like our bookshelf here and our bookshelf here. But I think you just got to like go right for the like center, put in shit right there because then people are like, that's what I'm going to get. It's my new it's my new experiment. So we'll find out at the next show if that works. So that's that I'm definitely yeah. doing that differently. Other than that, uh, this was super convenient, so fast to pack in, so fast to pack out. My new like setup, like how I pull things out of my crate. Um, and I, I don't know, you can't beat that. So I'm going to just keep on doing those things the same. 
Um, All right. I did get some what dope was the swag. Yeah, right. Yeah, I did get some dope <laughs> books from people. Um, so uh, some of the big highlights for me personally um, were uh, Rosemary Valero. Um, what's her name? O'Connell. She's the artist for Laura you Dean keeps got... breaking up to me. Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. Oh my she God, sold out of Laura Dean. She sold out of Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me, which is no surprise. Oh, but she has this other yeah. mini called What Is Left, and it is outrageously beautiful. It's got that same uh, sort of like amazing color palette, that's like, and. That's um, like Tilly Walden. It is. Yeah. It reminded me a ton of Tilly Walden. So um, I'm very, very excited to dig through the rest of this book. I got to just kind of look through it uh, briefly. But the art's like insane. And the the cover feels amazing. It's very velvety soft. So I need to find out what that's about. Because um, if I could print my books like that, then I'd feel better about my life. Um, The guy who does, uh, one of the guys who did Perry Bible Fellowship was there. I don't know if you've ever read Perry Bible Fellowship, but it's like a humor comic. Yeah, back, back, back when it was coming yeah, out right. with some kind of frequency. His name is Nicholas Gurowich, and he was there, and he's got a, a new book called uh, Notes on a Case of Melancholia, and it's all done in scratchboard, and it's just, like, insane. Ooh. Oh, my God. It's it's absolutely bonkers, and it's very, very Edward Gorey, like, Gashley Crumb Tiny's looking. I'm very pleased with that. And then um, he has a friend named Jackie Davis who does these autobio comics called um, Overbites and Underpants. And um, there was a companion book to uh, Nicholas Gurwich's book about Jackie Davis meeting Nicholas Gurwich and becoming friends while he was working on the book. And it's Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> I love that artist, too. It's also called An Artist's Melancholia. So that's pretty dope. Mm. Uh, that was like super adorable. And I love that very much. Um, another one I was really excited about buying was um, Stanley Needs a Nest, which is a horror and anth- not horror anthology, but like a a collection of short horror stories uh, by an artist named uh, Nicolette Bocalan Clegg. And on Instagram, they're um, Skelleheim. Um, And their work I've been familiar with through Instagram for a while. I didn't even know they were going to be there. Um, I'm sorry I just laughed at their name, but it's just a really good one. Skelleheim, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, (laughs) But, like, it's it's a horror book. It's true horror. And, like, it's funny because the drawings are kind of cute. Um, but it's definitely legitimate horror and, uh, I absolutely dig it. Super, super love it. So glad I got to pick it up. The last thing is, um, I got some stuff from my table mates who were, um, Steve Winchell was a super, super nice Chicago local, um, at least for the past, uh, like eight years. And then down at the end of my row was, um, Jim, uh, Jim Kettner. Yeah. Jim Kettner. Uh, who we love Jim Kettner. Teaches at the CCA MFA and Comics program, and I did not know him. Uh, he started the He's, year after we graduated, and um, literally. No, he might teach. He might teach. He might teach the summer camps. I don't think he, he teach, teaches. He taught the summer camps when he lived yeah, in. Yeah, he doesn't. CC when he no, lived but in he the, teaches. He teaches to younger students. No, no, he doesn't teach. No, to he does. Kids. No, he yes, does. Yes, he does. Oh. Yeah, he teaches Damn. the he teaches the second year workshop. God, that would be awesome. He's so cool. Yeah, because he used to I'm teach jealous. the um, summer camps, and then he moved to yeah. Portland, and now he teaches the second year workshop. Um, nice. And I I literally recognized him by his tattoo because he's got this full sleeve tattoo that's all these classic comic panels, 
And mm-hmm. uh, we were talking on Sunday morning and uh, I was like, man, I know that tattoo. Like, I don't think anybody, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. You don't see that a lot of that kind of thing around. Do you like table at these shows? And we kind of came around to like, no, we both lived in the Bay Area for a bit. I, I went to grad <laughs> school at CCA and he's like, I teach there. Um, so, yeah, so he's, um, yeah, he teaches at the MFA in comics program now. Uh, he is, you should check him out. Um, I think his Instagram handle is X, uh, Ket nerd. Hang on. I'm going to double check. Um, but he's absolutely fantastic. He actually has an MFA in, uh, like writing from CCA. Right. Yeah. So, and, and like he draws like a motherfucker and he's got an MFA in writing. It's just like kind of not fair. (sighs) It isn't fair. You should only be able to be good at like one thing or half good yeah. at like three things. And if you're yeah, half so you good at three good things, at that's fine, things. you know. But if you're really yeah. good at several things, that's just not fucking fair. Check him out at X K E T T N E R D X. Um and he just released um the second issue of one of his comics called um not that gross sneeze that Patrick just did called adult crash, um, which is really, really cool. Yeah. And that's the book that I picked up. I want to get it. I'm going to buy it online, I think. Um, And I want to see if we can get it for the store. Um, Well, that sounds like you just had like a really good time there, Patrick. Yeah, it was super dope. Didn't mean to turn into an old timey um, villager just then. Oh, hey there. Sounds Uh, like you just had a a heck of a good time. Oh, 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 we're just, you just seem like you're just having a good time, eh? (laughs) You all come back now. You have, you have a good night. You have a real good night. Oh, don't you know Um, you're just the cutest little thing there. Oh, (laughs) oh, God. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry to everybody who's <laughs> listening from Minnesota or Wisconsin, but I have but yeah, family so, who talks like that. Yeah. Anyway, go. I would highly recommend Cake if you can get in. I've been denied every year. Uh, last year I got waitlisted. This year I got waitlisted and pulled off the waitlist. That's how I got in. Um, so I would you know, definitely recommend it. It was very, very nice, and I enjoyed it a lot. So I'll be applying yeah. again. Hopefully I'll get in outright next year, but I'll take a waitlist. Um, anything else interesting about it or for people to know? No. It's in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also, I mean, like, that's also super, super fun and cool. Like Chicago's like awesome. Bring your family, make it a, make it a vacation. So, um, my, um, best friend lives in, uh, Chicago and the last time I went to visit her, she, uh, took me to all of her favorite places to eat um and she took me to this one taco place called the star and it was just really nice because she's like a foodie and so she knew where all the good food was so i didn't have to have any of that like travel stress of like i have to find the good place and then if you like look up like what's the good place in chicago it's like oh have you heard of this tourist trap you should definitely go there so we got to go to like all the good local stuff i like tacos and empanadas and beignets and samosas like i think i hit like every fucking food group and we also got a pizza and then it was like in the middle of chicago winter we got a pizza and we like ran from the the pizza place to her apartment and when we ran to the apartment the cheese slid entirely off the pizza (laughs) to the other end of the box and we were a little drunk at the time and it was so depressing (laughs) 
Well, that is uh, definitely a possibility with those Chicago-style pizzas because everything's just kind of loose on top. All right. If you enjoyed that episode where we recapped con cons and pro cons, um, definitely check us out on Instagram or Twitter at pop underscore whiz underscore bang. Or if yep, you want to just how you spell it, I pause every time because I'm just like, is that how you spell things? <laughs> um, but if you just want to shoot us an email uh, where I don't get really weirdly articulate with the words, it's pwppod at gmail.com. Um, Patrick, where can people of Earth find you? Uh, you can hop over to my website, uh, patricklaycomics.com. Check out all my social medias, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Tumblers, which are currently dormant. Um, or to my webcomic over on uh, Webtoons. Uh, my store is also linked, so buy a thing uh, for somebody for, for the Fourth of July because that's a holiday you buy people gifts for. Um, you don't want to. You don't want to leave your significant other presentless on Fourth yeah, of July, right. the most giving of holidays. We all you know get your shit together. that under the fireworks, we gather around the tree, we light it on fire, and then we exchange <laughs> gifts. Um, uh, but no, well, screaming, well, screaming Murica <laughs> at the sky and releasing bald eagles into the air. And you turn to your significant other and your hands are empty because you didn't buy your you significant fool. other slash relative or friend or not really great acquaintance a present. You dick. Don't be a Fourth of July dick. Don't be a Fourth of July dick. That's a really good. Actually, just in general, that's real. Um, yeah. So uh, go there. Go to all those things. Uh, Maggie, what are they gonna do if they want to buy somebody from Fourth of July from you? If you want to buy something for uh, Fourth of July giving, um, you can go to www.meggyram.com. Um, you can check out all my other social media bullshit at uh, M-E-G-G-I-E, the R-A-M-M, and that's Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. And if you got the time and the inclination, you should definitely head over to Patreon and say hi to me and maybe uh, help support me over there because I'm doing some really cool shit nowadays. And by nowadays, I mean in two months, and in two months I will have even more crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> also if you support me on patreon you are automatically you automatically get to see 365 comics because i did a comic a day for 2018 that's a really good fucking deal it really is so you get an entire you, you get an entire 365 page book just for yeah for signing up for patreon if you give me if you sign up and give me just like a dollar a month which would equate to 12 dollars per year which is basically buying me a semi-okay meal at taco bell you get to see so much comic <laughs> um <laughs> i always do things in terms of taco bell ordering because that makes sense Anyway, you should definitely check out Patrick and I and our handles on the Instagrams, Tumblrs, Patreons, Webtoons, and whatever. And don't forget to buy something for thanks July 4th giving. July 14th. Working on the title. <laughs> July 10th. Mercaday. Um, anyway, we're done totally word vomiting about comics now. Uh, you're going to have to go buy some for the July 10th. <laughs> For July 10th, for America Day, for America Giving, for America Setting Things on Fire Inappropriately Day. 